The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. High school sports. Here's Mo and Chris. This is the first time I have been in this building probably in two years, and you know it, it, it feels like they've made some changes. And obviously there have been some pandemic-related changes. Um, we I've not been up here in on track level in some time because press row is typically on floor level alongside the the playing surface and because of the pandemic media has been removed from that proximity to the teams and so relegated to the rafters we have been well kidding yeah well you know it could be worse it's really not that bad it's a pretty good view from up here it's not it's not that bad it's just that press row is better (laughs) there's no doubt press row is better but I will say that the fact that there are not – no one is allowed to sit in front of us from this level is ideal. There is that, yeah. So the, you won't have a situation like at Summertown where <laughs> you were – Where I can only see a part of the court, <laughs> yeah. Because the student section was next to you. Yeah. And that was on you, man. You asked for that seat. I, and I got it. <laughs> you I got literally it. asked for it. I did, absolutely. You know, I'll take full <laughs> responsibility for that. I had – um. You know, I had never been to Summertown when it was at, you know, when it was closer to full capacity because I went for the regular season Loretto game, but they were still quite limited at that point. And and so um, the student section was not what it was when I was there the other night. And, and you know, I, I'm certainly not complaining. Because it was a great atmosphere for a great ball game. I just, if if someone had shot a three pointer from from the left corner, I would not have seen it. And there were a couple of occasions where I had to ask, "Hey, who was that?" <laughs> well, that's why you wanted to sit behind the scoring table. Boom, and yeah. it worked out really well. You know, overall, it 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 worked out. You know, there's a, there's a method to my madness. We are now officially live on Facebook, Mo. Uh, which also means we are live on sm-tnsports.com. If you want to watch the show there, you certainly can. Uh, And you can interact with us on Facebook. All you have to do is shoot us a comment. We are, we're with you. And good morning to ATO Sports. (laughs) (laughs) Is he like traveling incognito now? Is that what that's about? He just doesn't know how to change it. That's the bottom line. Uh, <laughs> and that's okay. ATO Sports is a page about sports and entertainment. We cover sports wherever it is happening. Local sports from Walker, Talladega, and St. Clair County. We're huge in Alabama. We're huge in Alabama. We are massive. <laughs> as we talk Tennessee high school here. That's okay. I'm okay with it. It's whatever. 
Whatever. Uh, yeah, it's um, we appreciate you guys being on Facebook with us this morning and uh, hanging out with us. We are live again from uh, Murphy Center in Murfreesboro as we count down to tip off. Uh, Ten o'clock, we will have the Peabody and Clay County Clay County game. That that will you don't know where either of those are, do you? I, I know where Clay County is, but only because uh, we talked about them when Columbia Academy decided to take a trip. That's right. That's right. <laughs> one of one of one of a handful of memorable road trips for the Columbia Academy football team this past fall. Yeah. But but you don't know where Peabody is, do you? Uh, I I'm pretty sure it's in East Tennessee, right? <coughs> it's not. Okay. No, no it's in um it's in Gibson County actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I know where I know where Gibson County is. Yeah, it's Trenton. But only because Gibson County has the coolest court in all of Tennessee. Yeah. Well. Yeah. See those girls later today, too. Yep, we will. So, speaking of, as we've given you just about all of the schedule, <laughs> we can do that for you all in one fell swoop with today's rundown. This is the rundown. In basketball action here today, at Murphy Center on the campus of Middle Tennessee State. Girls Class A State quarterfinal action. As we mentioned, Clay County opens against Peabody at 10 o'clock this morning. Cloudland will take on Loretto at 11.30. At 2.30, it will be North Green versus Gibson County. And in the final Class A girls semi, I'm sorry, quarterfinal, it will be Clark Rains versus Summertown. And in Class AA quarterfinal action today, we get Westview and Meigs County, that will be at 7 p.m. And Maplewood and Granger will tip at 8.30. Also, in some JUCO hoops action, we have a doubleheader over at the web as Vol State visits Columbia State. Women start at 5.30. Men to follow. In junior college baseball and softball action, Columbia State Chargers and Lady Chargers travel west to Dyersburg State. Softball will play a doubleheader beginning at 12 noon, and baseball is a twin bill that starts at 1. And there you have it. That is your Wednesday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. So uh, Dan Janes let us know he, he, he aged himself this morning. Mm -mm. Said he attended the first concert at Murphy Center when it first opened and many others since. I worked um, stage crew on special events committee over here for a couple of years when I was in school, which was really cool because anybody else that worked concerts got paid with a check and it was like two weeks later or whatever. If you work stage crew, you got paid cash night of. Oh, that's that's the key. <laughs> that's the key. And and you also got whatever beverages the acts did not drink at the end of the night. Oh, that's a that's a solid. Yeah. Dude, stage crew is the only way to go. It was. Oh man, it was fantastic. I don't think I'd have done anything else. Yeah. Other than it's this or nothing. I'm, I'm well, going well, to the house. I did. I ushered a couple of events early, and then I realized. Whoa, say the thing. Stage crew is. That's the move. stage crew is the jam, yeah, yeah. But, no doubt. Hey, I saw I saw ZZ Top Eliminator. <laughs> Come saw, on. Saw Tina Turner. Um, did a Stevie Wonder in the round, which was Ooh. a pain. 
both loading in and loading out. I got out of here so late that I actually called my mom and said, hey, call me and make sure I get up to go to class in the morning. I mean, it was, yeah, it was bad. But it was Stevie Wonder, so yeah, how bad could it really be? It may have been bad, but it wasn't bad. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, girl, you know, obviously I don't have nearly the concert experience as uh, you and my dad who are a little older. And you, my dad tells me about going to, um, you know, concerts at amphitheaters back in, you know, at Oak Mountain Amphitheater in Birmingham and that sort of thing. And he, he always he always tells me about that Fleetwood Mac concert that he almost flipped out because a ticket was 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that was just in. Same. Oh, at that time it was. Yeah. It absolutely was. We're starting to get folks in. They must have opened the doors. They did. Jason Parkerson asking if we will have the games on here. No, we will not be uh, broadcasting games uh, either on radio or uh, video because the NFHS Network is the exclusive video provider for the Blue Cross Championships. So you'll have to have a subscription to NFHS Network. There are several radio options. I do not have them handy but uh, i know that 90 is it 97.3 that sounds right uh we'll, we'll try to get that confirmed before we go off the air yeah we'll, we'll get you some links uh to and post them in the comments here jason for for listening to the games online if you'd like or you can watch them like i said on nfhs network on uh your tablet or phone or if you're like me you can pull it up on the roku but, Which is what but, I like to do. But to directly answer your question, Jason, no, because we don't want to get kicked out of here. Yeah, yeah, Matt would not like that. Matt, Matthew Gillespie would be very upset with us and would probably not let us back. And we really like being here, so yeah. we, we, we want to stay. <laughs> but thanks for the question. Uh, yeah, so anyway, all right. So we are just about up on a break. Like I said, later this hour we have Paul Lamb, Spring Hill baseball coach, is going to join us in the next segment. We've got Matt Laws of Carter County Sports joining us in segment number three. Chris Perkins killing us on w, uh, with, with the uh, the help for the Loretto and Summertown games. Um, he said let, let him know if Angela Moorhead plays or if you 2 comes out on stage to perform Joshua Tree. <laughs> Angela Moorhead will not be playing. Shelbyville Central is not here, Chris. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Michelle Johnson isn't walking through that door. Neither is Tiffany Woosley. But <laughs> Um, Chris, longtime friend of the show, great of mine. Yes, yeah. we appreciate him. Uh, in in hour two, we have Noah McKay of Upper Cumberland Reporter. He will talk Clark Range and uh, Summertown, and of course, we'll talk Titans in Wild and Wacky Wednesday. We'll give you the, all the weirdest and wildest news from across the world in segment number six. So, all of that on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Stick around, stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. We appreciate you hanging out. We'll be right back right after this. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. 
Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Thank you guys for hanging out with us here on this Wednesday edition of the show. Coming to you live on location from the Murphy Center in Murfreesboro for the Blue Cross Hoops Championships Class A quarterfinals today up until uh, about 6 o'clock. Final game in that, that quarterfinal. That Class A tournament starts at 4. We got Class AA action in, seg in session number three later this evening. Uh, as we wind down winter sports in the TSSAA season and get ready for spring sports. And if you have been outside this week at all, you feel like spring sports should be in, ongoing in full swing <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it has been a beautiful week and hopefully that continues. Be a great be a great week for some scrimmages, would it not, Aye. Coach Paul Lamb on the Parks Motor, Sa uh, Motor Sales Hotline? I'm just going to go ahead and deflect that uh, question right there, um, <laughs> Mo. But it sure, it sure would be nice to be having some preseason games against somebody other than ourselves. But uh, that's neither here nor there. He's trying to get you in trouble this morning, Coach. <laughs> Setting you up for failure I, I out just, of the gate. I, I just figured it was 920. Maybe he wasn't quite awake yet. Maybe <laughs> I could get him to, to bite on something, um, you uh. know, that started over the middle of the plate but just kind of started to break away, uh. you know. I thought, yeah, yeah, it faded out of the zone. <laughs> uh. Coach yeah, Paul, but the weather, the weather has been just absolutely gorgeous. You know, it's hard to believe that just, a couple weeks ago, we had snowmageddon, but since then, it's just been absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> coach Paul Lamb, Spring Hill Baseball Coach, joining us here on Coach's Corner, presented weekly by From the Heart Cafe over in Chapel Hill. Um, right at the end of 99, as you make the right going to Henry Horton, please make the right. Don't make the left, as someone so infamously did once. But... <laughs> Um, anyway, Coach, um, without those preseason games that you choose not to talk about, how, how are practices going for you guys as you get ready to get started next week? I mean, it, you know, we're in the same boat as everybody else. I mean, you're trying to enter squad, enter squad, enter squad so much. And, you know, you, you have to – kind of ride that fine line between do I do I split the teams evenly do I put what we believe is going to be our our top nine or ten or eleven guys in some different rotations from the mound standpoint out there together or do you split and we've done both um and I think it's gone as good as it possibly could for us you know luckily we're in a, a case this year where a lot of our questions are sort of already answered because we have such a veteran group coming back and quite honestly, quite a few of those guys, upwards of six of them, have started every day since their freshman year. 
Um, so, you know, that helps. I'm sure there are people out there that are in much worse situations than we are as far as having to, you know, find their entire starting nine or ten guys. So, you know, I think we're blessed in that sense. But, you know, it's still tough. You want to suit up against somebody else, and it kind of it kind of hurts that game one is going to be the first time that that happens. But, you know, you make do. So, here's what it is. You know, talking to, um, talking to Blake Rochelle, the coach out at Hampshire, he made the point that, you know, given the way things went last year, for some folks, and this won't be the case for y'all, but for a lot of folks, this will be the first live pitching when they go out on the field Monday, the first live pitching they've seen in two years. You know, against- Yeah, and I, you know, I think in some sense, you know, some people have blinders on um, as far as, as that goes sometimes because while we didn't get to have a high school season, we have 35 players on roster and 35 out of those 35 played last summer. You know, they played some form of baseball from the time that the world basically said that that was okay through the time school started back. So, you know, while they didn't get the high school reps here in the spring, you know, just about all those guys got a ton of reps during the summer. So, you know, that was kind of a saving grace, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. It hasn't necessarily been a year since most of those guys have, in fact, played the game against somebody else. Yeah, we, we watched several of those summer games, and that was nice to, to have the ability to, to – to see those kids get a chance to play a little bit, but that and that's yeah. that's of course the, you know that that's that's par for the course at Spring Hill. That may not necessarily be par for the course at other yeah. at other schools, and that's you know that's something that that makes your program a little different. Is you've got guys who are really committed to playing baseball. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it it helps. You know it it's not like it was you know five to seven years ago where we still took the high school program into the summer. Um, summer baseball, travel baseball, if you will, has kind of evolved to where there's there's more than just opportunities out there for your top-tier college prospect guys. You know, there's opportunities out there for, for guys that just need to get reps in. And, you know, a lot of us that, that did so much during the summer, I mean, there was a time where myself, Brad Myers up at GCA when he was at BGA, uh, Coach Pickle down the road. You know, we all had a, a a summer league that was just fantastic. But so many have, you know, kind of went the way of getting players placed on different teams that that's just kind of the nature of the beast now. And, no, it's not that way everywhere. But, you know, for a lot of the programs here in Middle Tennessee, we are blessed with so many good organizations that do a good job of not only taking care of their players, making sure they play against high competition during those summer months, you know, that, that we don't mind kind of taking a step back. So, you know, it's really, really helped some of their development. Well, speaking with coach Paul Lamb of Spring Hill baseball on the parks, motor sales hotline and coaches corner brought to you by from the heart cafe in Chapel Hill coach. uh, As we sit here in Murfreesboro, uh, at the Murphy Center, you've got uh, you got one particular player who will be spending a ne- the next couple of years here, uh, and and 
I know you are looking forward to to seeing Jackson Marbot uh, play for you for one more year. Unfortunately, didn't get a chance to see him last year as a junior, but uh, this is going to be a big year for him. It is. Um, you know, himself and, and quite a few of his senior teammates, you know, they're a special group. They were a special group when they were younger, a special group when they were in middle school and, you know, have have been a good group. They were thrown into the fire as freshmen. We had a big turnover from an outstanding 2017 class that was one of the best, you know, classes we've ever had come through here. And those guys were thrown into the fire into one of the best, if not the best overall district in the state. And they have just, you know, they've, they're battle-tested. Jackson in particular, he has just worked his rear end off, putting on weight in the weight room. Um, you know, his velocity's increased. He actually hit a PR for himself the other day of 92. And, you know, he, he really takes care of his arm. And, you know, it's, it's going to be fun to watch him. And, I mean, he's one of those dual-threat guys that, you know, he can also swing the bat and hit it a long, long way when, when he's on. So, you know, we're looking, we're looking forward to seeing what he does this year and then on throughout the rest of his career as well. That's what I was getting ready to ask you, Paul. Well, you know, where does Middle like him, or, or where do you where do you think he fits best? Is he a is he a stick? Is he an arm collegially? And and I know you that know, I know Middle certainly doesn't have a problem doing both and doing both with Spring Hill guys. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, and I mean, I think that was kind of honestly, you know, everybody looks at you know, obviously the Marbit name. You think of the Godfather and and Mr. Bill Marbit and. You know, he played football at MTSU, and then um, Jackson's father, Lee, he played baseball at MTSU, and people kind of think that 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 was his draw there, and, you know, partly so, but also one of the biggest draws for Jackson was that they were going to give him the opportunity to do both. And there are a lot of colleges out there, quite a few that recruited him, that, you know, were, were very adamant about you're going to do one or the other. And I think you're starting to see more colleges. You're getting two players for the price of one, so why not? Especially uh, with know, 11.7 I mean, scholarships. Exactly. And, I mean, you look at middle right now. They've got, you know, our alumni, Bryson Thomas, and he's capable of doing both. You've got Peyton Wigington, you know, who hails from Page High School, who's able to do both at a high level. And, I mean, if guys can do it, and guys can produce. I just see no reason why not to give them a shot, and Jackson is going to have a shot to do both. As far as a position guy, you know, he's either going to be a, a third baseman or a, or a corner outfield guy, you know, most likely. And he can do both well, um, but he's, he's really worked on arm strength, and it's definitely, definitely starting to show, you know, as we get on to the year, I think you're really going to see his potential come out on the bump as well. You know, we were talking yesterday, um, Todd Helton was among three Tennessee uh-huh. alumni that found out yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago that they are going to be in the 2021 Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame induction class. And I mentioned, you know, yeah, I mentioned that Helton was, you know, a two-way guy at UT um, coming out oh, of the yeah. for them. And, and that was two-way guys were sort of in their heyday in the SEC at that point because I remember Florida had Brad Wilkinson um, mm-hmm. and and um, Auburn had Tim Hudson, who was all SEC yep. both on the bump and in center field his junior year. Um, 
Oh, yeah. and, and, I, and I don't know when exactly we got away from that, but it really, like you said, it makes sense. If you got a guy that can do both, why would you limit him? Yeah, absolutely. And, again, you mentioned the 11 points. I mean, that it, you get two players for the price of one. So I think more colleges, especially at the Division One level, you know, JUCO's always kind of done it. They've never really gotten away from it. But at the Division One level, they're really starting to look hard at that. Like, look, this kid, he's just a flat-out athlete. He can do it both on the mound. You know, Reed Hayes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Did Reed swing it for Vandy as well? I cannot remember. They I, had a kid from Walters that pitched and hit, but I can't remember if it was Reed Hayes or not. But, I mean, like I said, even at the highest level, mm-hmm. you know, they're starting to look at that. So that was definitely one of the draws for Jackson there. Coach, as you – move into the final season of this district you talk about it being one of the toughest districts in the state uh, top to bottom it's um it's going to be a a little bit kind of a farewell tour for many of these these teams and teams you'll you won't see in the future but uh how how do you feel like your team stacks up against this tough district you know i mean that's the thing chris i mean we do have such a good you know, core returning team, and we do have some new guys that are going to step in and, and fill some roles. And I think we've got a very good, solid high school baseball team. And, you know, in this district, is that enough? Absolutely <laughs> right? not. It, 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 it's not enough. And you have to you have to find a way for it to go further than just being a solid high school program when it comes to this district, every game, every run, every out is huge. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they may complain about this district. We love it. I mean, we absolutely, we love the competition. We love knowing that every game is going to be a great baseball game. Every day you're going to face a good pitcher, good hitters in the box. I mean, we absolutely love it. So, you know, it's it's a state tournament marathon season in itself and then the district tournament you know and i've seen enough of them you know to our program's credit it is like that of the state tournament i mean it's that good and you know it's just it's awesome baseball every day and and you know to your point paul the fact that you have to be more than just a solid high school team i would imagine that makes last spring a little bit more disappointing for you because you guys were off to a great start yeah, we were, and, you know, I think after all the dust settled from the decision to, to end the season, yeah, we were proud of what we did for the limited amount of time that we were able to do it. We were doing things the right way. We were playing the game at a high level, and, you know, who knows what could have been, but I think that really set the stage for this year, and I think it made those guys that were juniors last year and seniors now – they're really, really hungry. And when these guys are hungry, I think they're as good a team as there is out there. So, you know, we're going to see what they do with it. Coach Paul Lamb on the Parks Murder Sales Hotline visiting on Coach's Corner, brought to you by From the Heart Cafe. Coach, thanks so much for taking time with us today. We look forward to getting started next week with uh, high school baseball. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And give a shout-out to my uh, – Alma mater, um, Lady Mustangs and Coach Rutledge. Hope they do well. What time do they play today? They play at 11.30. They will take on Cloudland. 11.30. 
That's right. Coming right up. Well, good luck to them, and uh, appreciate you guys, and you guys be safe. Hey, Coach, remind us real quick, who do you open against Monday? We open up at home with Giles County High School and then travel to Giles County on Tuesday. What time? 6.30 both days. Sounds good. All right, speaking of that Loretto team, we will talk on the other side of the break with Matt Laws who will of Carter County Sports who will help us preview that Loretto uh, Cloudland game. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. 16 minutes to the top of the hour. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on this first hour of coverage as we bring you the Blue Cross Hoops Championships live from Murphy Center in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I apologize that uh, my I was completely wrong. Flipped the guests, unfortunately. Uh, on the other side of the break, I told you we would talk to Matt Laws. I was wrong. It is Noah McKay. Noah McKay of the Upper Cumberland Reporter. He joins us to preview a little bit about this Clark Range Summertown uh, first round quarterfinal matchup, and unfortunately for both of these teams, one of the best two teams in this tournament is going to get knocked out on day one. I got a feeling. Um, so sitting with us now on the in the Parks Motor Sales hot seat, Noah McKay. Noah, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Noah, as as Chris alluded to, Clark Range perhaps the most storied program certainly in this Class A field and possibly of the 24 teams here, period. Um, Led by Lamar Rogers, who I saw an article you all had on your website in December of 2019, and he was upward of 1,200 wins at that point, so he has certainly added to that since. I don't know where he is. You might have an exact number or a rough number, but um, regardless, they come in here 27 and 5 on the year and on, well, just just a seven-game winning streak coming in here since they lost to um, Stone Memorial, which, oh, by the way, played in the Class AAA sectionals over the weekend. Exactly right. So this is a... um, Historically and currently, Clark Range is a tough out. They definitely are, and, and you mentioned it. They they lost to Stone Memorial, who they played three times. They have a win over Stone Memorial. They're undefeated this year against single-A competition, and they have steamrolled single-A competition. Their closest margin of victory, 17 points against wow. Pickett County. They have a ton of 30-point wins this year. But something you mentioned it's unfortunate this year we didn't have the blind draw as we usually do. And this, quite frankly, later today could have been the state championship game. Oh, no, and no I, question. I think most people agree that these are probably the two best teams in single A this season throughout the year, and they're playing in the quarterfinal round. It makes for a great matchup, but a couple of days earlier than I think a lot of us would have wanted to see it. But you're right, under Lamar Rogers, the winningest coach in the history of Tennessee high school basketball, he has put together another great team. 
Uh, this is an experienced group that have a lot of depth to them, and they are very, very good this year. This is one of his best teams that he's bought to Murfreesboro. And we have... <laughs> Okay, and he's won how many state championships? They've won eight. Okay, <laughs> they've won eight state championships, and this team that he's putting on the floor at 4 o'clock today, he says is his best. It's arguably one of his best, certainly. I mean, you talk about the depth that they have, the top-end talent, a Miss Basketball finalist, and her twin sister could have been a Miss Basketball finalist. I mean, the Monday twins, Cassie and Kaylee, are tremendous guards. They come out, and they're, you know, 5'2", five, 5'3", and they don't look it, but then they start playing basketball, and it is something special to watch. This team is stacked, and, and but they've got a good shot of going home today because Summertown is stacked <laughs> as well. Yeah, that, that's, that's, you know, as you look at the roster uh, and you say the Monday sisters who are, you know, 5-4, listed at 5-4, so they're probably more 5-2. Exactly right. <laughs> um, got a 5-9 listed 5-9 guard, and then you've got, you know, 5'9", 5'10", 6 foot, 5'9", 5'10". I mean, it's it's like these girls are – what, what's in the water up there? It, I, I don't know exactly what's in the water, <laughs> but I know that these girls – you know, the last time Clark Range won a state championship was 2009, and these girls were four, five, six years old then. So they have been developing to try to get back here, not only get back here, which they routinely do, but to finally win another gold ball because the standard in Clark Range is not to get here. Mm -mm. It's to get to Saturday and win a gold ball. And so these girls have, this is their goal. It's their goal the entire time. So they, you know, there's not a lot of people, there's huge celebrations when you win your district, your region, sub-state. It's just, it doesn't happen in Clark Ridge. Because, <laughs> Business as usual. Exactly right. This is where they expect to be. Mm -hmm. You know, the amount of district titles most teams win is the amount of state titles Clark Range wins, and it's, it's the same this year. But, you know, everyone talks about the Monday Twins, but you hit on it. Some of the forwards they have inside. Mackenzie Pyle is somebody to watch for today. She is a very good forward and, and center inside, and they can do so many things with that. The inside-out game is so strong with this Clark Range team. They can shoot it. They can get it inside, and that's why I talk about how loaded they are because there's no weakness for this team on either side of the floor. That inside matchup between she and Katie Burdett will certainly be one to watch throughout this uh this quarterfinal matchup. Man, I'm I'm so excited that we get to see this no matter what, but boy, it would sure be nice to see it a little later in the tournament. You're exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, when this bracket came out, you know, when we cover a, a lot of schools in the Upper Cumberland, some got favorable draws in their bracket, and you go, oh, wow, a path opened up for them. And, I mean, you, Gibson County is waiting for tomorrow, possibly for the winner of this game. It doesn't get easier. This this bottom half of the bracket is loaded so, uh, in this tournament. You say that. You, did you realize this? And I, we noticed it this morning on the way over here as we were reading the, uh, the, the program. The bottom half of the bracket, all four teams were region champions. Right. The top half were all region runner-ups. Which, if you're a region runner-up, right, if you're warming up on the floor right now, you're Peabody or Clay County. You're going all right. And, and Clay County, who's gotten beat by Clark. Clay County's here, had a great year. They got beat by Clark Range by 33 times. Right. And they get to dodge them. Their last them. time was 62-38. Exactly right. And, and, and that also speaks to how good Clark Range is because this Clay County team is here. They've beaten everybody else, but they just haven't even come close to touching Clark Range this year. But these two teams, you go, hey, our path to Saturday is clear, and then we just got to beat one of them. We don't have to beat two or three of them in a row. We just got to beat one of those top four teams, and we can win a state championship. The bottom half, however, is going <laughs> completely different. Jeez, we got to go through a gauntlet. 
<laughs> it is insane, man. But I'm really excited about this game. I think, uh, as you mentioned, the, the inside-outside game and not having a weakness, is that something that, you know, that they've seen all year long? You've not had – they've not really had to be pushed outside of playing that upper-level competition. It's, it's an interesting dynamic for this Clark Range team. And you've got to credit Lamar Rogers, the administration at Clark Range, because they recognize, yes – District 6 is a good district. They've got, you know, Clay County and Pickett County, but the lower half of that district does not push Clark Range at all. And so they went out and they scheduled Macon County, who's going to play tomorrow in the AA title game. They played Cookville, who was a good AAA team. They played White County, and I'll tell you a story about that White County game. They played Stone Memorial three times, and if Stone Memorial doesn't lose their starting point guard a couple weeks ago, they're probably here as well in this tournament. So that completely changed their team. They went into the non-conference schedule and took on some big AAA teams and, yeah, they lost some of those games, but they won a lot more. And the thing about this Clark Range team, for people to remember, in that White County game, I was on the call, and White County was up 12 with a minute and 20 seconds to go. 50 seconds later, we were tied. Wow. And White County ended up winning that game. But that's a good example. A 25-win AAA team gave up a 12-point lead to this Clark Range team because of their experience. They didn't blink on the road. And so they're never out of a game, truly never out of a game. And it just speaks to how good they are. But they have faced some tests. It just hasn't been consistent in the district test like some other teams in this tournament. And oh, by the way, that White County game that Noah references on December 21st was in the final, uh, was in the Sonic shootout at White County. Exactly right. Final score 70-66 White County White after leading by 12 with late. a minute and 20 seconds to go, and they and hit a couple of free throws late. Sparta got a couple of free throws late in that game, but, I mean, it was – we were in full blowout mode in the booth, just talking stories, <laughs> and all of a sudden, Clark Range is back in the game, and it's tied up, and we were, whoa, what's happening here? But, you know, and, and everybody in the Upper Cumberland and now and across the state, when you talk about how storied this program is, knows how good this team's going to be when they roll into town. You're not expecting a school with 300 students – to bring a team as powerful as Clark Range, but they do it year in and year out. It's a credit to the staff. So you talked about uh, the the fact that these girls were four and five right. years old the last time, or at the most they were six, right. right? At the oldest they were six when the last time this team won a state championship. Summertown has about at least four or five girls who have won couple state volleyball championships right so they're in they're, they're used to being in this type of environment how much does that make a difference for this Clark Range team not having been in a state tournament environment you know, it's an interesting dynamic and and that gets into you know even for some of these teams these sub-state games they've been in the region tournaments have been very intense Clark Range has had no issue in sub-state and, and region tournaments so you know for most teams and you can certainly make the argument that it'll be a problem for Clark Range today but Lamar Rogers has been here a lot, right. and they trust him, and they get bought in completely to his program. So he'll have the team in the right mindset. It's not something that I think they're concerned about, not understanding. And you compound the fact with usually this would be a chaotic environment with fans going crazy. This year, 250 fans per school. It's a different dynamic in the Murphy Center than it has been in years past. All right, we're going to have to take a quick early break here as we go to the national anthem so we'll be right back on southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint if you've listened to this show you know chris and i are always down for a good meal recently we learned about patio west in spring hill and what a pleasure it has been their menu is full of seafood burgers and more giving every member of your family something to enjoy 
Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. <laughs> Just coming right back after the national anthem. Just want to, real quick before you get out here, you covered this Clay County team a little bit this year as well, and Clay County defeated Huntland to get here, who is a team in our, our coverage area. So uh, what do you expect out of this Clay County team today against Peabody? It's going to be a very interesting game. This Clay County team, like I mentioned, just hasn't come close to Clark Range. But every time they've had a game this year, would they had to win it. You're talking about district quarterfinal or district semifinal and then into the region semifinal where they go to Van Buren County, a good Lady Eagles team, and they get the win. Whenever they've had to have the win, they get the win. So they're a team that's had a lot of resiliency this season. Certainly, I don't think you go, wow, this Lady Bulldogs team is the favorite in this tournament. But they're capable of winning this game against Peabody, and they have the inside straight like we were talking about to maybe get to Saturday. It wouldn't stun me at all if they end up playing in that state championship game or they're going to have to have some big opponents to get there. Yeah, I mean, Loretto is, is looming exactly tomorrow, right. uh, Friday if, if necessary. So. We appreciate the time. Uh, you got one more? No, I was just going to ask him. Tell us where we can find yes. you as far as your content, as far as your Twitter, that kind of thing, so pe people can keep up with you. Absolutely. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Noah McKay UCR. You can view all the written content at UpperCumberlandReporter.com, Upper Cumberland Reporter, the Facebook page, Twitter feed, and everything else. Uh, go follow me. We'll be here. We've got a bunch of teams playing, so it'll be nonstop coverage along with all of you, and I appreciate all of you guys having me on today to this, this awesome show. Well, we appreciate you coming on with us, especially on short notice. <laughs> Noah McKay with the Upper Cumberland Reporter reporter getting ready to get to work as Clay County and and Peabody are being introduced as we speak. 10 o'clock tip. Absolutely. Thank you all. That's Noah McKay on the Parks and Motor Sales hot seat here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. We are just moments away from the start of this quarterfinal game against uh, Clay County and Peabody. Get ready to take on uh, one another. I believe the black and gold team is going to win, Mo. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I'm seeing some purple in these um, Clay County cheerleader outfits over here. So I, I, I don't know where the purple comes in. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think a black and gold team is, is going to win this ball game. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Right after that, we will be on the Parks Mercer's hotline again. And this time we will talk to Matt Laws of Carter County Sports to talk about that Loretto uh, Cloudland game. Really excited about that as we get ready uh, here at the Blue Cross Championships. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Stick around on the other side of the break. We will still talk high school sports. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint as we come to you live from the Blue Cross State Championship Basketball Games here in Murphy Center in Murfreesboro on the campus of Middle Tennessee State University. Currently playing right now, we have Clay County and Peabody as... Our friend Noah McKay looking a bit prophetic early here as Clay County holds a 9-3 lead with about halfway uh, through the first quarter here uh, in this first quarterfinal action. 
Plenty of quarterfinal action to go around today as we have a couple of teams in our coverage area who will be playing in that first round here at the Murphy Center in the Class A State Tournament, including Summertown and uh, Clark Range, who will play at 4 o'clock today, but also the Loretto Lady Mustangs and Ashley Rutledge's team will take on the Cloudland Lady Landers. Not to be confused with Ann or any other Landers. Or, or, or Andy. Or Andy. Or Micah. Or, Micah. or yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, as we, that's like Lady Apostrophe Landers. That's correct. Because it's short for the Highlanders. And, you know, Matt Laws may be able to answer your question here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. He um, may, go ahead and bring him in. Um, Matt Laws with Carter County Sports joining us to kind of bring us up to speed on Cloudland as we get ready for this Loretta game at 1130. But like I said, Matt, Chris has a question for you. All uh, right, we'll see if we can answer it. Uh, so as the Highlanders, do the sports teams wear kilts or no? <laughs> they don't. Occasionally, but the sports teams do not. Who? The band. The band. Oh, the oh band of course. Does. Oh, man. I, I, I would love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do they, do they play bagpipes in the band? They do. Oh, that they is, do. Uh, we, that's yeah, solid. Worth it. Worth it. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to yeah. drive all the way to the state line <laughs> to see a to Cloudland see football a Cloudland game, football to see the game. marching band with yep. bagpipes. That's, that's yep. solid. That's solid. Yeah, they... They typically always have at least one uh, student that plays the bagpipes, and it's a really cool filing tradition. I guess another tradition has been Cloudland um, getting to Murfreesboro. They now, now, what they've done once they've gotten here is a tradition that they would like to um, shake off. The Lady Landers 0-5 in state tournament appearances. Um, what do you like about this team this year, though, Matt? I really like this team. This is a group, and I mean, we see it year after year, you know, but this is a group that has played together since, I mean, they were in elementary school. And even before that, I mean, basketball has been what this crew has done and what they're known for. Um, I really like the fact that this team can spread it out. They can play multiple styles of ball. You know, they can slow it down. Or if you want to run with them, they're going to run with you too. So, um this team is very versatile, and I really like the fact that, like I said, they can do pretty much anything that they need to do to get the job done. You know, uh, Matt, I'm sure Matt, Cloudland coach Matt Birchfield has certainly looked at this roster for Loretto and said, how do we match up with uh, these giants? <laughs> As Yeah. I think the, the tallest person on Cloudland's team is a 5'9 freshman, Isabella Christman. Yeah, she is. And honestly, you know, she isn't able to play much. So, Loretto definitely has the size advantage coming into this game. Um, you know, Virgil was talking to us yesterday or the day before about how he hopes, you know, they're just going to have to play hard. And they're just going to have to try to overcome that height disadvantage with their efforts. Yeah, you know, trying to trying to take uh, take on Miss Basketball finalist Carly Weathers and her sister and uh, a lot yeah. of these other these really tough uh, Loretta Mustangs. 
do you feel like this is a a, a, a draw that uh, Cloudland wishes they may have <laughs> uh, not gotten so early? You know, it's a tough task, and um, and they know that, and I think that is key. You know, I think that they know what they're up against, and I believe they can get the job done if they play well and go into it with that. You know, we just have to take care of the ball and do what we've done to get us here. Um, and you guys know this as well as I do. Wednesday and Thursday at the state tournament, I mean, today's wild and wacky Wednesday on your show. I think that's the same thing for the state tournament. Um, you know, we've seen some really crazy things happen down there. And you just need to be in the game. And then sometimes the ball will bounce your way or it will bounce the other way. Um, you know, I think once you get to this oh, 18, there's not an easy out. And there's not an easy draw. And, you know, with, you know, things happening crazy on Wednesday and Thursday at the state tournament, sometimes it's better to get that really tough game out of the way. And then that gives you confidence moving on later on in the week. You make an excellent point. This is Matt Laws with Carter County Sports <laughs> joining us here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Matt, as I'm looking down this Cloudland roster, um, Kendall Birchfield, Leah Birchfield, Jasmine Birchfield and head coach Matt Birchfield. Any connection there? There is a connection. Kendall is Matt's um, youngest daughter. Matt's oldest daughter, uh, Kenzie, played last year with a great point guard for the Lady Landers. Um, Jasmine and Leah. Leah is his niece. Jasmine is a cousin. Okay. Obviously, we have a large Birchfield contingent in Carter County, but you know the families are really close um, together. And, you know, honestly, coming into this postseason, it's a little different situation. Um, Matt's father, Bill, actually passed away the day before the region region quarterfinals. So this team has had a lot of emotion. Um, and going into this, Onada on Saturday night was a very emotional win for that reason, too. And, you know, I think, obviously, like I said, there's a lot of family members. But this group has been together literally since they were elementary kids. And the families are really tight. So, you know, when one hurt, the whole team hurt. So, I, you know, I think that has gave them a little extra edge. They have played a little emotional. Um, but, you know, it's just been a weird situation. But, yeah, to answer your question, they are there's a really big connection there. Let, let me tell you, if there's anything that can tip the scales in girls' high school basketball, it's emotion. Exactly. I mean, that yeah, is on. that is the biggest X factor you will ever find in girls' high school sports. Exactly. If, and, you know, I think that kind of played into Saturday's substate win for Clowland at Oneida. You know, Oneida jumped out early, and then Clowland kept it close. They kept it within, like, six, eight points, and they kind of chipped away at it. And then, you know, they came out of the locker room feeling it, and they were very um, – determined that that was not going to be their last game. And, you know, they took care of business from there. And, I mean, emotion is a big driver in all these games, and I'm curious to see how they come out and play today. As we watch Clay County up 18-8 to eight on Peabody here early in the second quarter of this opening Class A state quarterfinal game, um, Matt, what impression have you gotten of Loretto from – from Coach Birchfield and, and from what you've been able to find out because, again, as Chris mentioned, they do have the um, a Miss Basketball finalists and, and they are a fairly sizable team, you know, compared to y'all's roster, to the, to the Cloudland roster. 
I think, I mean, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. I think they're hot advantage. I think that's going to be key. Um, I think, you know, first, Matt knows that it's going to be a tough assignment trying to slow down Weathers and her sister. Um, you know, they've just all found a way to counter that. But my impression is, I mean, this is a really good basketball team that Cleveland's playing against. Um, and honestly, you don't find many teams that aren't really good when we get to this level of the season. But, you know, I think this Loretto team may have a step up. Um, on some of the teams you'll see. But I think they're going to be, it's going to be a great game. Um, you know, obviously I think for Clallan, the key will be to stay in it early. Um, don't let things, you know, get out of hand early and just stay in the game and then anything can happen. But like I said, this is a Loretto team that on paper and what film we've seen looks really, really good. Yeah. Um, speaking with Matt Laws on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, Matt, we really appreciate uh, you taking some time with us today, and especially on short notice, as we talked about early in the show. This, we, we literally put together this sh- the run of show on the way here, driving from uh, Murray County to Murfreesboro. So it's been it's been crazy. But it, we talked in the last segment with Noah McKay about how the top half of the bracket are all region runner ups who went who went on the road to win their sectionals. That in itself has to give uh, the, this top half of the bracket a little bit of confidence going into this one as, uh, you know, you've already gone on the road. You don't you, you didn't have the advantage of being at home in that sectional. So does that give them a little confidence coming in? Oh, I think so. And I think one of the keys for Kyle in this postseason is, so they actually had to go on the road for the district championship because of the coin flip. They had to Ooh. go to North Green. And obviously, you know, North Green, great game, balanced game um, in the district, but they came out just a little short. Then, so that means they had to go on the road again for the region against North Green, who is setting in the bottom part of that bracket that plays later this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this Clowen team is very road tested in the last three or four weeks. And, you know, I think going to Onada was a different, um, you know, stage for this crew after, you know, playing with COVID regulations. There's a few more people than what we had seen in Carter County at the game, and they handled that well. And I think, like you said, the confidence is definitely there that they can do this today. All right. Matt Laws on the Parks Motorcycles Hotline. Thanks so much for taking some time with us today. We really appreciate it. No problem. Hope you guys have a great day. And hey, we'll hang on. Talk to you soon. Before you get oh. out of here, Matt, tell, tell people, tell, tell folks how they can keep up with you, how they can get the Cloutland perspective of this ball game and, and that sort of thing. Where where's yeah, your website your twitter that kind of thing yeah so be sure to check us out on cartercountysports.com everything's spelled out we're on twitter at carter co sports um and also on facebook we'd love to have you guys join us and check us out sounds good we appreciate it matt laws with carter county sports joining us here on the parks motor sales hotline as we continue to get ready for this class a Girls State Basketball Tournament with Loretto and Cloudland tipping off at 11.30. Again, Clay County leading early in this opener against Peabody. The winner of this one will take on the winner of that Cloudland-Loretto game. So. Yeah, and so far it's looking like Clay County. They're up 22-13. Shooting midway 43%. Through the second, yeah, midway through the second quarter here. So, um, as you said, Chris, um, Noah McKay looking like a prophet. <laughs> through the early going anyway. Yes, he is. Uh, you know, 25% from the floor for Peabody is not ideal uh, for for that team. But, you know, again, you 
it's 10 o'clock in the morning. It's a completely different type of background you're shooting against. Just stay close. Like, uh, you know, like, like, like Matt, Matt just said, saying, just yep. stay close and the ball could bounce your way late. You, you just got to stay in the game. And if, you, if you're anywhere near uh, with a chance to win it uh, in the fourth quarter, you are in a good position either way. Just got to figure out how to stay in it. So. I think the biggest thing that Peabody's got to figure out is how to take care of the ball. They've had a lot of turnovers <laughs> here early on. <laughs> yes, they have. Yes, they have. So, All right, we're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we will talk a little bit about the Tennessee Titans and uh, some folks that they didn't tag on the franchise tag. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. 